Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, I have another special guest, and she is actually one of my private clients. Her name is Koo, and today we're going to dive deep into how she's been able to lose 10 pounds without tracking calories and not feeling bad about food. And so help me welcome Koo. Hi, Koo. Thanks for coming. Hey, thank you for having me here. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. So can you tell the audience like your weight loss journey in general, like the things that you've tried diets or workout plans and like how you got to this point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before I joined the program, um, I've done many things before. They were a lot of temporary like workouts, going to the gym, also trying Jenny Craig. I was only on that for like maybe a month. And then I've also tried keto that everyone was on the hype about a few years ago. And I did do that for probably uh, a few months as well. And um, I felt like it did work, but I think I just hit a plateau and I just didn't uh, know if it was working for me or not. But um, yeah, just a few things that I've done was, you know, doing herbal life as well, taking those shakes. And um, I felt like it did help, but they were all temporary. And I wanted to try something new that was going to be more of a, a different lifestyle for me and something more healthier for me. Yeah. And I remember like you mentioning how you've tried to like lose weight a few times. Like, can you talk about that? Like how often did that come up on your mind? Like, oh, I want to lose weight and like not being able to do it permanently. Mm -hmm. I think that comes across my mind at least like two to three times a year, like at least. Um, I think it, it just so happens to be whenever I would get into a routine of doing, you know, workouts at home, I would probably do it for the month. And then I would stop because, you know, our monthly thing comes around and we want to make sure we also take care of that. And I feel like I just got off the routine and I just couldn't get myself back or I lost motivation and I just couldn't get back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really interesting thing because I remember when you first joined the program and you were like, oh, like, I just need to find like motivation or like, I just need motivation to like, keep me going and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, then you don't, you don't need to find motivation. Like you've always had it inside mm -hmm. of you. And the thing is like, it's one of those things where if you are doing something that you like, then like you can keep up with it. And so I remember when you first joined, one of the things that you had in terms of nutrition was Ku was kind of in this place where she like stopped doing keto, but then she kind of still was afraid to still eat certain types of carbs. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't know if I like should eat that. But then when she would eat it, it came to like this thing where she was like treating herself all the time when it comes to like treats and stuff. And mm -hmm. so can you just kind of explain to the audience of like that pivot of you going from keto and then me telling you that like, hey, you can eat whatever you want and you can still lose weight. Cause I know that was a little bit scary at the beginning. And it was more, it was one of those things where you're like, 
I know like if I eat what I like, it would keep me motivated, but like, I'm still a little bit like iffy about how this works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before um, I joined the program, of course, the last diet that I was on was keto and I did a little bit of research on it and a friend was also doing it with me. And so she was also kind of like pushing me to, you know, continue doing it as well. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just an awkward stage, I think, when I was coming back into this program and having to unlearn that I can still eat carbs, I can still eat what I like. And I didn't have to restrict myself because I was just like, really, I can do that. Because as you can, you know, as we all see on social media these days, everything that fitness coaches or whatever shows, they also show like chicken breasts and vegetables being roasted in large, large pans for, you know, meal, pr- meal planning. So I was just like, are you sure that's what I'm supposed to do? Like, I can still eat what I like and still lose the weight. And I was just concerned. But then again, I was like, okay, I'm willing to give it a try. I'm willing to, you know, get back into this. And that also was hard for me because I'm like, well, now, Sam, I don't know what to eat because you said I can eat whatever I wanted. And (laughs) it was so funny because uh, there we were sitting during our live training, like, okay, well, let's meal plan for next week. What do you like to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) So it was a a really funny stage um, for the both of us, I think. And yeah, I just had to unlearn what was healthy, what was unhealthy, or what was good and what wasn't. That was a really big learning for me as well coming into the to the program, because I really thought it was where you were going to say you're going to have this for this day, or you're going to have this for this week. And I just thought it was so interesting. Yeah. And it reminded me of like, when you were like, oh, like, what should I eat? Like, like, tell me exactly what to eat. And I'm like, well, what do you like to eat? And then you're like, well, I like to eat this, but I don't know if it's the right thing to eat. Like you were saying like the foods that either your mom cooked or like, let's say like you went out with like your boyfriend, like you wanted to have the things that they were having too, right? Like popcorn or something mm-hmm. like that. You guys went to the movies and I was like, yeah, like you can have that. And then you're like, oh, like, okay, then maybe that could be part of my meal plan. And then we started like planning it. And I remember seeing Ku and she was like, she was a little bit like uneasy at first because she was like, I don't know, like I've never done this before, but she actually started enjoying the foods that she was eating, which made it easier for her to be consistent. And so tell me more about that time when you started realizing that you can eat what you like and then started feeling less bad about the foods that you do enjoy on a daily basis. I know, especially like your, your mom's cooking for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in the beginning, of course, when we had looked back on my pictures that I shared, it was a lot of variety of being um, majority of the food that I had, I think, was more than half the week, I was probably eating out or grabbing something convenient. And then slowly transitioning that to, you know, eating more home cooked meals, eating more of uh, my meal plannings or eating um, something that my mom would have cooked. So that was a big take for me as well, because that meant I was taking it seriously for myself. And that was one of the very first steps to to think of it that way as well. And the food, I mean, it wasn't like, horrible. And uh, I think it was just thinking of, well, I'm on a new diet or a new program now. So I have to make sure I'm strict on myself. So I can't fall or I can't make bad decisions. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. Because I want to emphasize this point of like, 
the all or nothing mindset, even when it comes to food and who is an example of this at the very beginning, because she came in here, she, she did like, you know, keto and she did like all these different diets, but they were like, you can't eat certain types of food. And then she came and I was like, Hey, you can eat what you like and you can still lose weight. And then she took that advice and she went like all or nothing with this. So the, what she was referring to is like eating out all the time. Like she went that direction versus Mm -hmm. where she could have the balance of like eating out and cooking at home. And it took her a a while to like find that rhythm. But once she found the rhythm that she can eat out and she can cook at home and they both make her feel like good versus just Mm -hmm. like relying on like, you know, the takeout for convenience all the time. Like that's when she realized that that was what worked the best for her. And if I remember correctly, you're like meal plans that worked the best for you was like having two home-cooked meals and then one takeout like that was her Mm -hmm. thing like she loves eating takeout but she didn't make it like every meal had to be a takeout what did you think Mm -hmm. yes that's very true yeah yeah and I think like that really helped you kind of see that oh I don't have to like overdo this whole like eating what I like and lose weight I can still have that balance of I can have what I want. I could still like go out with the friends and go out with the boyfriend and still eat the foods that they eat. But I just got to make sure that I'm confident in my portioning, which I think is a, it's a really big thing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that portioning part came a little bit maybe uh, halfway through the program where I learned more about that after I got more confident in my meal planning and my new rhythm of two home cooked meals and one takeout kind of thing so yeah that that came a little bit after and that's what kind of pushed me through it so trusting the process at the end was what happened (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and so like tell the audience how you started building a better relationship with food in terms of like I know you went from keto to like eating whatever you want right and then Mm -hmm. finding that balance of like okay I can have this but I can also have like takeout too like how did you start to kind of see that oh like there's no such thing as good or bad food like I don't need to feel guilty eating this piece of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think at first I was a little unsure of myself, like if I was making the the right decision because Sam said, you can still eat what you like. And I'm like, well, I like a lot of things, Sam. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I really love having boba. I like having my coffee. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like my daily thing before I came into the program. But going back to the all or nothing, it was pretty much that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do really good. And I'm going to treat myself out. And that was kind of like my food board system for myself, because I always, I kind of did that. And I see that a lot of um, other people are doing it too, where they're like, restricting themselves from eating Korean barbecue or having a burger and making sure that they just eat you know, brown rice and chicken and vegetables, and then meeting their goal and then treating themselves out for their ultimate reward. And um, that was me on a weekly basis, at least um, just rewarding myself or out of convenience, um, kind of takeout. And yeah, I think it was just a learning system for me to, to do it myself to see my own um, mistakes or my own failures, and then learning from it, and then having Sam's support and guidance on what we can work on. And that really just kind of helped me um, keep going as well. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because if you're listening right now and you're just like, okay, you're kind of in that place where you're probably like who, where you did a lot of diets and then 
you're following me and I'm like, you can eat whatever you want. And you're kind of in the all or nothing mindset. What Ku is referring to is like in order to know like your baseline or let's say like your um, your threshold, right? Like you have to go through the process of learning, of knowing when you've had too much of something. And so like an example that I can give when I was working with Ku was when she was in that process of like treating herself all the time. I remember when we were looking at her food journal, she was like having like Starbucks consistently every day. Mm-hmm. And like it got to the point where she's like, okay, like, I don't think I want to have this all the time, but she would have never known about that if she didn't have Starbucks every day. So mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get you to like understand is that in order for you to start building a healthier relationship with food and to not see it as good or bad is to really allow yourself to have that, like, I call it playground time or like learning time where like, you're just going in there and like taking very like messy action and not judging yourself for it or like eating certain types of food and then taking a step back and like reflecting like oh I don't think I actually want to have this all the time I don't need to drink the coffee all the time maybe I can make the same thing that I usually buy at home and that's what you started doing I remember you started making tacos at home instead of like Mm -hmm. buying them you started like making your own coffee and then you're like I don't even want coffee anymore and so Mm -hmm. I feel like that is like the process of like building a better relationship with food is allowing yourself to go through that process and learn and like no one can give you that right away. You have to experience it yourself. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That's very true. I mean, before I started the program, of course, I was also doing intermittent fasting along with the keto. So I was, I was only having two meals a day, uh, lunch and dinner. And then, you know, for breakfast, I, I didn't have breakfast. I was just basically drinking coffee every day for my morning wake up. And, um, you know, once I got into the program, I had to rewire my body and my uh, system on, okay, well, instead of having coffee, or I can still have coffee, but um, I was also having breakfast, you know, maybe like a a fruit or yogurt or something um, to help me throughout the morning. And eventually it went to the part of I didn't need coffee anymore. I was just having my, you know, breakfast, my yogurt or my fruits or whatever it was that I was having for breakfast. And yeah, it really helped. And I stopped um, buying coffee or Starbucks. I actually started making coffee from home. I even, um, you know, kind of spoiled myself and buy myself an espresso machine just to, you know, save some money and out of convenience going out. No, I, I, I really like that. And it just brought me back to like, how important food journaling was, because mm-hmm. I think it was really interesting for you to see like what you were eating on a daily basis. Cause a hundred percent of the time y'all like, we don't even remember what we eat on Monday mm-hmm. and to have pictures to go back on is very helpful. And if you've been listening to the previous podcast episode that I have been putting out, I really dive deep on how food journaling is and how you can lose it for tracking calories. And that is the way to do it. And like who has been able to find so much like, information about how she eats and her eating patterns that has really allowed her to kind of know what works the best for her and that's how she's been able to like cook at home and also like order out and really make adjustments from that place like she didn't even know that like she wanted breakfast or that she should include breakfast until we started taking those pictures and she was like oh like I don't have enough food in the morning and then by the time lunch come around she was already like starving and so she'll end up like eating a lot and 
she would have never known that if she didn't know that all she had was black coffee every morning. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that is very true. Exactly. As I've mentioned, you know, comparing our my pictures, my food pictures from beginning till now, you can definitely see uh, in the beginning, I didn't know how to portion, obviously. So I was like, just taking pictures of my big old plates of Chinese food or something. And Sam's like, did you eat all of that? I was like, no, I think I only ate a little bit, but I don't know how much, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and I didn't do a lot of my before and after pictures. So um, of course, like I think the halfway through the program, it was just a lot of like, this is what I had, Sam. I don't know how much ate, but um, then later we started tackling the portioning and just taking what you can eat into a plate and see how you feel about it. And that really definitely um, opened up my my eyes, I guess you can say, because, you know, our, our eyes can definitely feast more than our stomach sometimes, or our stomach is thinking we can, we need more than what we see and um, whatnot. So that really also helped with um, my learning through the, the program. Yeah. And it reminds me of like, one thing that helped you build a better relationship with food too, I keep going back to this nutrition because it's so important is the fact that like, you allowed yourself not to finish everything on your plate when you're full. Mm -hmm. Like I remember at the beginning, you're like, I have to finish everything on my plate. Like, I don't want to waste any food. Like I have to finish what I put on there. And like, you will leave like feeling super stuffed or like just mm -hmm. super full every single meal. And it got to the point of like, okay, like it's okay if you don't finish your food. And like, it's fine if like you grabbed a little bit too much and you can save it for later. And so can you kind of tell the audience like how you became more comfortable with that? Because I know in the Asian culture, Ku's, Ku's also Asian. She's Hmong like me too, if you're listening. Like we grew up in this place where like our parents are like, you have to finish this type of food on your plate. Like you can't like just throw food away because you're wasting it. And like that culture is very like <laughs> strict <laughs> on that. And it's really like, it can be frightening sometimes because sometimes you just have so much food and you don't want to like get in trouble. And so you just end up finishing it. How did you start feeling more comfortable and also confident in that process? I know it was a little bit uncomfortable at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, like during the beginning of the program, I think as we've discussed, you know, like and in our Asian culture, of course, like when we like make food, we make several different kinds of food in one sitting. Like, you know, you would have a stir fry, uh, a boiled soup sometimes along with, um, you know, just the protein itself on the side. And in the beginning, I was, uh, you know, just having a plate with rice and then you just dip into whatever you wanted and you would see the rice that you have, but including with everything else on the side that you're having, it was like almost double what you had on your plate. So I had to learn through the process of declining my parents cooking sometime even though I love their cooking, um, it was more for me as well to learn that process that, you know, I don't always have to eat what they're eating, but I can if I wanted to. And then that went into the making my own food and uh, finding a plate that worked with me that, you know, would make me feel not super full, but like just fine. Target has some of the best kitty plates ever that portions it for you that I found. So that worked for me. And uh, I think that was the hardest part was just learning how much I was going to be able to eat or is it going to be enough? Because I, I was so used to having so much food that I didn't know if I was eating too little now or if I wasn't eating enough, if I was going to, you know, grab a snack later on if I wasn't full. So, yeah, that was a lot of the playground part where, you know, we're playing with how much we eat and 
whatnot. And having someone say, yeah, it's okay if you don't finish your food was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess it is okay then. <laughs> so it was kind of like also a rewiring um, what we learned, you know, as kids growing up as well. So that was uh, a little something that you had to play around with to, to learn what works with you and your body and um, not forcing yourself to be so stuffed where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's such a good point because I just want to go back to like what you said of like, it's not that you couldn't have your parents cooking, like you could, mm-hmm. you just decided not to. Mm-hmm. And I just want to emphasize that on here because a lot of the times, you know, like when you're in this weight loss journey, you might feel like either I can't have that or I can't have that. And and I'm like proposing that like you can have both, but you might not need to have all of it together. So like, for example, mm-hmm. Ku's example is like her parents cook like these different dishes at the dinner table, but it doesn't mean that she has to eat like every single one of them, like the variety at the table, like the, like the soup, the rice and the stir fry. Right. She could literally just want the stir fry and then she can have like the other food that she cooked for herself, like the tacos or something. And like mm-hmm. she can have both, but it doesn't mean that she has to tell herself that she shouldn't eat her mom's cooking because it's not healthy and that's where a lot of the times you know the whole like mindset of like oh if I eat this then I'm just gonna gain weight comes into play because you have this this thinking that if you have like foods that you grew up with or like foods that you buy at the store or like that you bought like out of convenience and you're gonna gain weight but it's like no like you can't have it but Mm -hmm. you just have to know when it's when it's the time to stop and you won't know when it's the time to stop until you experience it yourself and by playing around with it which I want to bring back to the point where you were like yeah like how do I know if I'm not eating enough or if I'm eating too much like what if I need a snack later and I was just like okay I remember telling you like if you do need a snack later your body will tell you and Mm -hmm. it will signal you that you are hungry and then you can have a snack and you're like okay like that's simple like I could do that and like some days you did have snacks. So sometimes you're like, no, like I'm actually full. I don't really need a snack today. Yeah, definitely. It was so funny because we were talking about snacks one week for our life training. And then I literally like went shopping for snacks that weekend. And then you're like, well, do you need the snacks? I was like, no. So you're like, so what are you gonna do with all those snacks? I'm like, guess I'm just gonna take them all home. Because <laughs> I literally did bring snacks to, you know, my office, uh, my new job. And I, I stuffed my door with snacks just in case. I got hungry or something. And honestly, I I didn't really need it. Um, But it was there for me just in case for those um, in case moment, like when I packed my food, and I didn't have I wasn't full enough, then yeah, but not but I think um, a lot of the time, I don't think I had very much snack pictures, except for maybe on the weekends when I started having three meals or before maybe when I was having two meals. Yeah, yeah, your snacking happened a lot at the very beginning and Mm -hmm. which is something I actually want to go deeper into was (laughs) the reason why Ku was snacking a lot was also because she was very stressed and Mm -hmm. if you listen to my um, podcast I don't remember what episode is specifically I'll link it down below where I talked about how like when you're stressed and like you're also lacking sleep like you may want to start eating because your appetite is a lot higher and that was what was happening to Ku and so she always felt the need to like snack 
not mm-hmm. from a place of like, I'm hungry, but from a place of like, oh, like I just need to entertain myself in this moment because I don't want to feel super stressed out about work or feel super stressed out about family stuff. And so I kind of want to dive deep into that part of your journey because I feel like a lot of people don't see how much stress impact weight loss and like how if you could just fix that part and help you find ways to cope with stress, whether it's like taking walks outside or like, having like a girl's night with your girlfriends like that can actually help so much and help you lose weight a lot faster and so tell the audience how that experience was for you because I know that was one of the times where like Ku was in the river of misery <laughs> and like when I'm referring to a river of misery it's actually a concept from Stacey Bateman she's a she's a business coach and she talks about how like when you're in the river of misery, it's like basically like everything's not going your way. You're just like in a very bad mood and you're just like, I don't know if I could keep going. I don't know if I could trust this process anymore. And you just have a lot of doubt. And Ku had that at the beginning near like the middle of the program because she has so much stress and which caused a lot of stress weight too. And she actually gained 10 pounds throughout this process. And I'm bringing this up to, to share with you all that like, this is how impactful stress is. And like the fact that Ku didn't give up through this entire process shows her commitment level to this weight loss journey, no matter what the scale says. And so tell the audience about that experience. Yeah, that was not a fun experience, to be honest, to be in the river of misery, um, especially when Sam was saying, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll float through it. You'll be fine. You'll get out of it. And I, I was really um, looking forward to that. And I, I did get through the river misery. I think what really happened our first throughout the program, it was the first uh, weigh-in. And I think I gained a pound and then I freaked myself out um, because, of course, you know, we had a, a goal or a plan at the end of the program to to lose the 10 pounds. And instead of seeing the results that I wanted, I think that was what psyched me out. I was doing everything, you know, like, um, you know, working out three times a week, or I think at that point it was two times a week, eating my meals and I was meal planning or, you know, at least I was learning to meal plan and whatnot. Of course, when I joined the program, it was all or nothing. And I was like, I'm, I'm definitely doing this for myself. And I did. But with other responsibilities uh, on top of trying to take care of myself, I think it was just too much for me. I think at one point it, it got so bad that uh, I gained 10 pounds. I didn't feel good. And again, I, I wasn't seeing any results. And I think at this point it was halfway through the program. And I was just like, but I can't give up. I'm still doing it for myself. Uh, it was hard. It was really hard until Sam um, kind of just gave me the cold truth, you know, during her our live training before she went on vacation. She left me crying. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was the honest truth and it definitely opened my eyes because at that point, I mean, I even told Sam, like, Sam, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Yeah. And Sam was like, what do you mean? You've been doing it for six weeks already. Like you're still doing it too, you know? And, uh, I guess Sam just kind of gave me a little pep talk and say, you'll, you'll be fine. Let's just, um, you know, listen to your body. And I think that's what really did it was me just listening to my body uh, so I stopped working out just to give myself some time to reset my body to see what it really needed. But after that, I, I got better. I, I knew what my triggers were um, because I kept pushing my workouts back because I couldn't do it. And yeah, I think it was just too much for me. And so we had to dial back some things down. And then 
um, just keeping a note to myself, like what's my triggers for, for a future reference that I can see if it, if it was something that, you know, it was too much for me, then I just needed to keep it simple for myself. Because I don't think I liked being too, too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> keep things simple. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I want, I want you to share this to the audience is because I want you all to see that, like, the reason why Ku got, got into this situation of, like, gaining the stress weight was all because she put a lot of pressure on herself at the beginning when we started working together. And when we had this conversation and I, I was, like, telling her, like, calling her out on her stuff and I was telling her, like, you know, like, this is not the end all be all. And, like, you can succeed in this program and like you will lose that 10 pound but you're putting so much pressure on yourself to like do everything perfect right eat perfectly uh, Mm -hmm. work out perfectly and like keep up with like everything in your life at the same time and she had this like thought it's not working and like relying on the scale to kind of tell her whether or not she was doing a good job and with the pressure plus tying your validation to the scale it makes things like a lot harder to process and that was where she was at and I think what really helped you at that time was stripping everything back and taking it one step at a time and allowing yourself to master each skill over again Mm -hmm. not in a not in a sense that you were like starting from square one but it was like meeting yourself where your body was at at the time and the Mm -hmm. best thing that worked the best for you was the nutrition piece of it like you wanted to focus on the nutrition and the sleep and you wanted to um, put the workouts on the side just just for now until the stress Mm kind of leveled out which I think worked the best for you and this is such a good example because a lot of the times when it comes to losing weight like you want to do all the things you want to do the workouts you want to do the nutrition you want to try everything out there that everyone's telling you that's working right but what happens is that that process can stress you out not because the process is complicated but also because you also have other things going on in your life like you got work you got school you got a family to take care of and all those things stack up on top of each other can create more harm than good and a lot of the times you have to be the one to tell yourself that okay I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna focus on one thing at a time right and sometimes you have to really check in with yourself of like even though you're excited to lose weight Like you also have to make sure that that excitement isn't coming from a place of like you pressuring yourself that like you have to make it work or like as if it's like you're not going to make it work. Right. But it's coming from a place of like you have to make it work. This is your only chance and like making this be like the one way ticket to like weight loss. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like when I like mentioned that to you of like, you know, cool, like this is not going to be the last time you like are going to do this. Like the reason why we're building these like healthy eating habits for you where you're not like snacking all the time where you're portioning to the point where you're not overeating and you feel confident around your home cooked meals and your takeout is all because you're still going to be doing this even after the program Mm -hmm. and you're going to have these skills for the rest of your life and so there's no need to pressure yourself that like you have to lose 10 pound by a certain deadline just to prove to yourself that you are confident in this process and I think when you realize that like okay this is a lifelong journey versus this Mm -hmm. is the journey only for the program you were like Mm -hmm. okay I'm okay now what do you think yes yes that's exactly true because I think yeah again I I think I just psyched myself I was like I'm not going to be able to lose 10 pounds by the end of the program and yeah I think that was just really what 
wound me up and I was just like going crazy and I was like well I'm doing everything that you're telling me to do it's not working (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah after my mindset or my mind has you know changed about that thought it it all brought me back and it was just like I'm still gonna keep doing this even after the program did help me get out of that river misery rather quickly it took only probably a month (laughs) yeah yeah It, it felt long at the time but I feel like it really taught you how to pay attention to how you were feeling mm-hmm. and like how your body was like giving you signs that like, okay, we need to really focus on the stress stuff because mm-hmm. it's taking a toll on your body. And I think like when you were forced to slow down, it kind of gave you the chance to reflect on like, okay, why am I wanting to lose weight in the first place? And like, Mm -hmm. am I really doing this for me? Am I really putting myself first? Right. I think it really helped you reflect on what you wanted going forward. And I think like, it really taught you that the skill didn't really matter anymore. Like, you were just focusing on just feeling better each time. And I think the, the more you checked in with yourself on how you felt every day and the more that you got better with like portioning and like feeling more confident with your food, like especially when you were like planning them ahead of time and knowing what to cook and what to eat, like that gave you more confidence to tell yourself that, okay, I can keep doing this. It's not just like a one-time thing, like everything else that I've tried. Mm -hmm. It is something that I'm willing to keep doing going forward. And I think that was something that was really good for you is like not rushing the process. And Mm -hmm. I think this journey taught you that. And I think like the vulnerability of you telling, you know, the story of like, yeah, like I was in this program, I gained like 10 pounds, like halfway through it, but then I lost it. Like afterwards, like it really shows that you were really committed to it. It didn't even matter what the number on the scale was. You were just like, I'm just going to focus on feeling better about myself and constantly choosing to like put myself first even though I have a lot of responsibility to take care of Mm -hmm. exactly and I think um yeah after a while I trusted the process again after my river mystery and just the fact that I it, it doesn't happen overnight you guys um it really does take time and seeing the results on myself was was what made me push even harder for myself, you know, trusting the process that, oh yeah, this is working. It, it may be a little bit longer than, you know, what I wanted in 24 hours, but <laughs> this is, this is forever or, you know, a, a lifetime kind of a new lifestyle. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And I just want to go back to what you said about like, during this process, you learn a lot about your triggers. Um, What Ku was referring to was like her stress triggers and also her food triggers. So what she meant by that is like, there were certain things that was happening in her life that was causing her to feel stressed out. And it was like work or like responsibilities at home. And so her knowing those things allowed her to be more aware of like how she was feeling. And then in terms of like her food triggers, like she knew that, you know, like if she was going to go, like if she was going to go to work instead of working from home, then most likely she'll stop by Starbucks or something. Or like if she's stressed out at work, then she'll most likely pick up a snack that she put in her drawer. So like just Mm -hmm. her understanding, like those habits really helped her see that like she knew more about her habits more than she thought she would. And that really helped her trust the process. What, What do you think? Definitely. I, I knew you, you've seen me where I'm like, I don't know, I, I've been having more snacks than usual. Sometimes 
um, yeah, it was due to the stress or sometimes if it was chocolate, you know, the monthly thing was coming around. Um, so yeah, just things like that. And it really helped me kind of keep track of it. I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I see where it's going now. Because I didn't want to think about being nervous or anxious about an interview. And then I'm like, why am I eating right now? Like, am I even hungry? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, we don't think about it, but it does happen. We tend to snack whenever we're feeling a little anxious or a little, um, you know, stressed. And um, some people lose weight from stress. Some people gain weight from stress. And I'm one of those people that gains weight from stress. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes like both ways, right? Like either you gain or you lose from it. So it's really important to pay attention to it. So like what I'm trying to get here is like, if you're doing all the things like what Ku was doing, you you feel like you're eating the three meals a day your meals are not that big in portions, right? And you're not overstuffing yourself. You're you're doing some sort of body movement, whether it's two to three times a week, and you still feel like the weight hasn't come off and you've been consistent at it for about like four weeks. It probably is your stress or your sleep that you need mm-hmm. to really work on because you can do all of the body movements. You know, you can restrict yourself, do some keto and like eat less and less each day. But if you don't address your stress and your sleep level, like the weight will not budge. And I'm not even saying like budge from like the scale. Like when you look at it, I'm just referring to like even like the way your your clothes fit or like the body measurements that you take to, you know, track your progress. Like those things will not change as much because of like stress. And so make sure that you also pay attention to that too, because that plays a big role in weight loss, which it's not often talked about. If you Google how to lose weight, nobody tells you to manage your stress. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. That I didn't even learn about it in keto. In keto, they only tell you like what you can and cannot eat basically, you know? Um, And so I didn't even know about stress. Like I didn't think I was stressed uh, until we... (laughs) Until the program was like, oh, I am stressed. Like, I I didn't even know because, you know, we're just so used to like, you know, in our Asian culture, we're just so used to like having responsibilities and you just doing what you're supposed to be doing and not knowing when or how to say no in a way. And I think that was a big part of it of it too, is just me kind of like setting boundaries of like with my parents, like I I can help you just not right now because I need some time to myself, you know. Um, especially with the pandemic as well it's not really helping since we're not really able to go anywhere or do what we used to like to do and so it really does take a toll a toll on us yeah and I think this like whole journey taught you that of like it's okay to say no whether it's the extra food that Mm -hmm. you know you have in the office with the donuts there and the cookies there it's okay to say no like temporarily with your, you know, mom asking you to do things like it's okay for you to just take a break and just Mm -hmm. focus on yourself. And I think a lot of times it's really hard, especially if you're a woman of color and you're listening to this, it's really hard for, for us to do that, right. To be like, okay, let me just focus on myself for a little bit because you, you might feel like you're being selfish and that like, you're not able to like help people. Right. But I think what you've learned in this journey, coup is like realizing that like you have to fill your own cup before you fill other people. And the mm-hmm. fact that like you weren't putting yourself first and you thought that you were putting yourself mm-hmm. first was yeah. this like whole false illusion of like, oh, that's why I didn't get the result that I want, which was the 10 pounds at like, you know, the halfway mark of the program. That's why it didn't happen was because you were doing everything, but it didn't come from the loving energy of like, this is all for me, but it's more like, 
I need to prove to myself that I can do this. Plus, I have to also take care of everyone else before I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was the hard truth before Sam left me on vacation. So <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did a lot of reflecting on that. And um, yeah, I did. I definitely did have, you know, like a breakdown because I was like, oh, yeah, that is very true. Because I've just been doing it for so long that I didn't see it that way, you know. And, you know, as as women of color, as you've mentioned, we're just so used to kind of just be on the go, go, go. And so I was just on the go, go, go. As I was telling Samuel, like right when I got home from work, I was, you know, straight into the kitchen, like helping to make dinner or, you know, running errands or doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I just didn't really get to, um, you know, stop and kind of reflect on the day that I had or, you know, even have like five minutes to myself to just kind of relax or digress or whatever. Yeah, it just felt like I had a lot of things that I was doing um, for others and I was doing for myself. But in honesty, I wasn't really um, taking care of myself. So I, I was really putting myself in the back burner, as Sam had mentioned. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even see it that way. Like, I really thought I was doing it for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why we all have to be very careful when we are in this weight loss journey of like once we get into the habit of having like the diets or just like the the nutrition plan or the workouts become autopilot because then we lose sight of like the intention behind of why we're doing all of this like we don't Mm -hmm. question like oh am I doing this just to do it or am I doing this with the intention of like I want to take care of my body and I want to make sure that I feel good and the ultimate goal is I I really want to lose some weight right And like, Mm -hmm. when you start like realizing that you have, like, you have a reason why you're doing this, it helps you pay more attention to like what you're doing versus just kind of going with life and going through the day to day Mm -hmm. and going with the flow. Cause you guys all hear me talk about here on the podcast that like, you can go with the flow all you want, but it does not work when it comes to weight loss. You have to have some sort of intention and also a plan to be able to get to where you want to be. And the cool thing was after we managed like Ku's stress and she was able to like really see herself like, oh, like I wasn't really prioritizing myself. Guess what? She lost the 10 pounds. I sure and, did. <laughs> and it was like amazing because I felt like it was a lot easier than you thought. It really was. Yeah, I just had to, I, I'm, I just had to go through that to learn for myself. And I think other people might have different uh, results. But for me, yeah, I had to, I had to learn it the hard way and then get up from there and flourish from, from my river of misery. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. And like, I just want you to tell the audience because I know the audience are probably thinking, so you gained 10 pounds and then you lost 10 pounds. So technically you're still the same weight from when you started. Mm-hmm. so then how do you feel about your progress in general like the way you look and the way you feel and like the way you think about food because I know you and I talked a lot about that and like mm-hmm. you're such a different person from day one and the way you see yourself and everything has changed a lot too and I just want to I want you to give some perspective to the audience because this really shows that the scale is like nothing mm-hmm. and like you can use a scale as one measurement in your weight loss progress but ultimately at the end of the day it's how you truly feel about yourself and like what you've learned about yourself in this journey 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, even I, I myself had that same thought, like, did I really lose 10 pounds? Cause I'm still at the same weight and don't let that get to you because, um, throughout the program, like I, I really, I, you know, I really appreciate having to go through the river of misery and learning, uh, what triggered me and what, what stress and sleep deprivation can do to you. But honestly, losing that 10 pounds made me feel a lot better just because I did learn how to manage my stress. I did learn how to make sure I listened to my body mm-hmm. and, you know, learning how to um, uh, proportion my meals and uh, still making sure that I eat my three meals a day and working out, comparing my pictures from day one till now. It, it's kind of like I still have, I'm still at the same weight, but my body does look different, you know, like it does. Yeah. yeah, the the areas that I was concerned about did look a lot better. And that was the results that I needed. That was what I needed to see. Of course, as I mentioned, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, it's going to take uh, time for you to see progress. And I did see my progress, you know, like, I would prefer what I see now than from day one, because it, it just really helped push me forward and um, just be more confident in myself and my choices it's, it's definitely an eye opener for me. Cause I, of course I was like, was waiting for Sam to say yes or no, you know, that's, that's what I really thought the program was, but um, no, it was about myself and my decision. So, you know, I may still be at the same weight, but my image doesn't look from a, a single thing, same from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like who, mm-hmm. who lost a few inches off her waist and she had different parts of her body that was more tone than the mm-hmm. beginning. And just like who she became at the end of this was what she always wanted, which was feeling mm-hmm. confident in her food and not being able to like diet ever again, not ever yes. tracking calories. <laughs> no. And I think that was like the biggest thing. And I, I feel like the biggest thing that you also took away too was like appreciating your body mm-hmm. in a way where it's like not being so hard on it for like being a certain number, but being like, oh, like actually I'm okay being here not that mm-hmm. like it's a bad thing but it's like I feel confident here and I remember you telling me how confident you were feeling wearing like a certain type of jeans that you wore mm-hmm. and how you looked at yourself in the mirror and you spoke differently to yourself versus like before wearing you were at the same weight it was still like from a place of oh you need to change this you need to lose this part of your body like mm-hmm. this part doesn't look good it's too flabby right and like mm-hmm. now you're able to really honor that part and everything that you see and being like yeah I worked for that even though the number is the same like (laughs) I I worked for this and I feel confident in myself what do you think yes definitely that is that is the exact feeling when I when we were comparing photos I was just like I did that like Sam we did that like really we did yeah I did (laughs) I freaking love it but I'm so so glad that you came on the podcast today and talked about your story um, because it's just freaking amazing but is there anything that you want to leave for the listeners that are listening right now that's struggling with their weight loss do you have any like tips for them or like anything that you kind of took away I think the only thing that I can leave off with is to just really listen to your body that's the main take and that's the main thing that you're working on is the body so just listen to your body and take it one step at a time keep it simple if you have to because me I'm an overthinker I throughout the whole process I was overthinking everything and making it much more harder for myself 
and Sam having to um, guide me to come back down to earth. You're thinking too much. <laughs> so yeah, just keep it simple for yourself if it gets too complicated. Yeah, yeah. And it goes down to like, that's why I love the one-on-one coaching program so much is because we get to adapt and adjust the program based off of like your mm-hmm. own individual needs. And so like your program is going to look very different from Ku's program, right? In terms of working out and like nutrition, because you both have different body types. And so like allowing yourself to be okay with those changes, not even in this program, if you are, if you're thinking about the one coaching program, but it's even like anything that you try in general too. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say you found something on Google and you're like, oh, I want to follow this process of like how they lost weight. Well, make sure that you still keep it simple and take it one step at a time is what Ku is saying, because Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to be able to stick to it and be consistent. And consistency is the best way to lose weight well like I would say the ultimate way to lose weight for a lifetime so I really appreciate it oh my gosh well thank you so much for joining me today cool but if you guys have any questions you can feel free to dm me on instagram at super ly sam but anything else that you want to leave for the audience cool uh no that's it for me thank you so much for having me thank you all right I'll talk to y'all next week bye bye Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to take this work deeper, join my one-on-one coaching program where I can help you lose weight and eat foods you actually like while helping you build a consistent routine where you'll no longer fall off on the weekends. To apply, visit www.superlysam.com to book a call with me. But other than that, I will talk to you next.